Everybody and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Mike Danger Votor, and I will be your host and dungeon master this evening. We pick back up on the fractured world story, and this week I am joined by Jared, Graham, Dylan, and Mike. Guys, why don't you tell me who you're playing and a little bit about what happened last week? I am Jared. I'm playing Johnny Law, also known as the bird who likes to talk all like this or something of that sort uh he enjoys long walks on the beach if by long walks on the beach you mean drinking heavily and feeling bad about bad decisions he's made over the course of his life uh i'm graham i play dennis i play everyone's most respectable career aspiration of a politician and (laughs) he probably really likes coffee (laughs) But just probably? Yep. Okay. The coffee at the place was kind of shit, so... Must find better coffee. Noted. Oh, right. Hi there, my name is Dylan. I'm playing a French boy by the name of Etienne Gustave de la Pantoisiem, who is a master thief named Jacobite, who is also a cat by the name of Monsieur Boots, and I am regretting picking something with three names. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Having to do multiple takes. (laughs) Oh my god, so good. And uh, I am Mike V, uh, the other Mike V, uh, and I play... Uh, Mr. G, who is an engineer, and, uh, me personally, Mike V, I just spent 20 minutes looking for a fucking smoke detector, and then I had to find another smoke detector, but I found them, and they've been disposed of. But has the smoke been detected? Um, let's just say that if there is smoke, I won't know if there's a fire. That sounds overwhelmingly dangerous, and on... And on that note, uh, why don't you guys tell me what, uh, what dangerous shit you got into, uh, last week? I do, I do want to say that this, this recording is coming straight from the danger zone right now. It is. That is my house. Tight. Uh, we all had dreams. <laughs> that, that's hap- that's what happened. Dreams. Yeah, I recall that some were worse than others. Um, Mr. Dree took some drugs. Some were certainly <laughs> more nightmarish than others. Fucking baby centipedes. Uh, to to cope with uh to cope with his dream, Mister G uh instantly took some drugs, and uh then tried to have a good morning, uh flying around on a dragon. And then you stalked a girl who was stalking a child. I did not stalk any children or any people watching children. I was literally doing what the captain told me to. Mister G <laughs> is not a child stalker. I can't make no, this no. You're clear. not a stalk. You're not a child stalker. You were stalking someone who was a child stalker. That's at least two degrees of separation. Yeah, six degrees of molestation, if you will. <laughs> I mean, I would in this case for the sake if of anything. The joke, I'm, yeah. If anything, Mister G is doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, you did do the right thing. You just don't know what weird shit rebecca was really up to you're not stalking children you're just stalking someone who is stalking children even if it's in order you're still stalking them and i'm just realizing that we had you 
on drugs driving around a dragon and no one made any puff the magic dragon jokes so good on us i did no one reacted to it i did make it i did make a joke about that and then we had breakfast and went to a different city the end (laughs) oh yeah we got we got uh we got tickets to go on a boat and then we were like Silver got the proper gonna, amount yeah, of Silver, tickets to get on the a boat. right amount of tickets. And then Silver was like, I'm going to fight you, gym guy. And then we we're like, shit, no more time left, guys. And here we are. Oh, yeah. And the whole crew shot down Mr. G's plan to use those crystals for good and instead chose the path of morality, clearly showing they know nothing about science or progress. If I'm not mistaken, Johnny did try to get you a warehouse room on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with sacrificing a few human souls in the name of science. We never said anything about sacrificing. I wanted to harness them. It's different. <laughs> Sacrifice, harness, potato, potato. We're stuck on a planet of small-minded fools. We, we jump back in in the front room of the gym. You, when you guys you guys all walked across town together, um, sans Mr. G. Mr. G stayed back and had a private conversation that no one was uh, allowed to be a part of except for all the NPCs. Um, Things got a bit heated and Mr. G kind of showed up later. The rest of you guys went over to the gym. You walked through that large black dragon skull with all of its weird kind of like rectangular horns that stick off the back end. You walk through two sliding doors and you're suddenly inside a big open room. Um, Bryce and Silver are standing there. Silver is kind of jumping up and down, very, very excited. Um, and Bryce is kind of like holding his hand up, trying to, trying to like get him to calm down for a moment. We will, uh, recap, or we will kind of jump in here. Whoa, what, what, Silver, calm down, calm down. All right, uh, Guys, I'm going to have Silver uh, get started on the challenge. Um, do you guys want to head upstairs to watch? Or do you guys want to like look around here and then head up when he's he's ready to start? This is Bryce speaking to you. Once again, Bryce being this large Yoten man who stands about seven feet tall. He's got white hair. He's wearing a like skin-tight black like V-neck shirt and like cargo-esque pants and boots. Um his skin is gray and cracked and stone-like, once again. So, Silver has to complete a couple of challenges before he can pass uh, pass through to get to uh, my room to challenge me. So, it's going to take a little bit of time. So, if you, wa- if you guys wanted to explore the trainer's school, uh, learn a little bit more, you're more than welcome to do so. Or you can head up the stairs behind me, and you can head out back and head to the arena and watch everything get prepared. It's up to you. I think I will have a look around. Cool. So, uh, down the hallway to, uh, to my left to, uh, or sorry to, yeah, to my left to your right, uh, you're going to find history of the planet, uh, might help you guys get a little bit familiar about the, uh, the planet that you're on. And to the left is about, uh, becoming a beast master. So it's, it's, uh, where all of the basics of the trainer school are. Très bon. And I walk the wrong direction. Well, there are two pathways. Like, what, <laughs> how wrong of a path? Uh, make me a luck check. No, uh, no, make he, he me a luck check. That is a 12 out of 6. I go the exact opposite direction he told me to go. You start following <laughs> in the direction Silver went. <laughs> Silver goes to a door on the left, and you go to the other door that Silver is not at because you're still scared of children. That's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Uh, Johnny kind of just shrugs his wings and starts... Uh, 
walking in the direction that Bryce pointed to with the information about the training school and planet and stuff. Cool. So you, uh, you take the pathway to the left. The pathway in front of you. I was going to say the not wrong one. <laughs> left and right are both okay. There are not technically wrong paths. Some just might be more painful than others. Um, Fair. So yeah, you see a long curved uh, hallway ahead of you. Um, on the left side of the hallway is a bunch of like open glass. It looks like uh, you, you can see out into the city. Um it's fairly bustly. Once again, there are still people that are working out in the like courtyard, starting to repair everything, uh, from that fight when, when those robed figures attacked and that whole blizzard happened. Um, you guys are, or you're looking out here and then on the opposite wall. So the right wall is all the information you can kind of guess or, or kind of you can look for. Um, I'll start going over that in a minute, but I'll leave you there for a moment. Where does everyone else head? I'm also going to chill down there uh, to see what Silver does is like prep and then go examine the things. Okay. So you you see Silver standing in front of a door and you see him holding a marker Mm -hmm. and you see him begin to write something on the door and then the the sheet of paper on the door itself begins to glow and then just disappear and then you see the door begin to disappear a moment after and Silver walks through. Does the door come back? Like it immediately, does after or? after he enters, the door comes back, and okay. then a moment later, you also see that piece of paper come back. Yeah, I, I want to see what that piece of paper is about. Is there anything okay. on it? Yeah. So you go up okay, to it. Okay. Then yeah. Yep. What you see on the door uh, says: "A beast is only able to evolve when it trusts its trainer enough." True or false? Oh, okay. So it's like a quiz show. Yeah, it definitely looks to be a, a question. And well, then yeah. I will also I will also then give this to Boots since you see Boots at the door on the right. Um Dylan, the one that yes. is in front of Boots says, "How many elements uh of beasts have been discovered? List the elements." And there are se- uh there are it, it's just a big box with space for you to write. Uh pertinent question. Yep. Can can Boots read? Uh make me an intelligence check actually. That's a 6 out of 1. <laughs> you just stand in front of the door and you don't really get it. Can I tell there's a writing implement? You can tell there's a writing implement that hangs and you're able to write stuff in. I will draw pictures okay. in the empty space, and that is an 11 out of 3 style check. They don't look remotely right at all. You try and draw a little fireball and a water droplet and you're unable to do so. <laughs> it's not legible. The paper stays intact. You've just fi- wasted space. Excellent. Real quick, before that goes any further, Mike, what does uh, Mr. G do? So, where is Mr. G? Right outside the uh, right outside the gym. You followed. You followed in last. You basically uh, you come in a second later, and you see Bryce kind of standing there for a moment as you see your companions moseying about in this main foyer. Um, I think G would actually try to procure some materials for engineering when he's on the ship, on the, the boat that's going across the ocean, to be honest. Okay. Um, you were specifically told that there is a store in the next town where the boat is, that there is a, a supply store there, which is where all of the materials for your ship are going to be purchased. 
Yeah, but he wants to build things for himself. Is there, it, it, does he recall seeing any sort of like hardware store or some sort of more industrial area in the town? Aren't there like three buildings here? There's a couple. No, this is not, this is not the tiny quaint town that we went to the sauna and this is. I'm pretty sure you corrected me on that last week too. <laughs> By the library, there's a small little research facility in this area. You could go check there to see if they have any parts and miscellaneous things there. Um, there's also a small shop next to it. There's also a scroll shop as well. So you can, uh, you can purchase different scrolls. Those are kind of, those are your options in town. Those are magic-y though, those scrolls, he would assume, right? Yes. Yeah, he's looking for more engineer-y. Well, make me an intelligence check. Is this for knowledge? Yeah, it's knowledge, so you could get an educated reroll. Oh, that would have been a blackjack, but I increased my intelligence, so it's a seven out of eight. Seven out of eight? So yeah, you, uh, you specifically remember that just because it's not specifically engineering in your realm of your expertise you remember the the work of aries industries and you remember other businesses that are adopting the idea of the arcane mixed with technology so it's not out of the realm of possibilities for you to mix both and explore sweet he'd head over there to see if he can procure anything for his uh his day's journey across the sea which uh which place do you head first uh, probably the research center, pretty much any place okay. that looked, um, whichever place looked the most like industrial that it might have, uh, metals or different mechanical items I could acquire to build something out of. Okay. So yeah, you would, you would head to the research facility. That would make the most sense. So you head across town. Uh, it takes you a, a minute. Once again, you kind of pass through that small courtyard. You see that small lake, those couple of trees, and the apartment buildings that kind of circle around it. Um, you see a bunch of people doing some construction, mainly where the park area is by the lake, because that's where the majority of that fight you guys got in took place. You still see a stain on the ground where the blood lies from where you guys killed that guy. Um and you pass through and you head to the other other side of those buildings, those apartment buildings, those very tall rectangular uh, buildings made out of some kind of stone. And you see a smokestack. You assume this to be the research center that you were told about. Cool. You go inside. Uh, there's a small counter. And then you see a space where you can head back and you assume that's that where the workspace is. Um, and there's a small sign. Uh, that just kind of says parts and supplies. Oh, sweet. I go towards the parts and the supplies. Are there any, is there any staffing in here? Yep. You see a, uh, you see a small fairy behind the desk with, uh, soot kind of covering his face and you see shaggy, uh, blonde hair. Um, and you see him holding like a small little wrench. It's a very like, it's not a very sleek wrench. It's very, very crude and it's in its shape and design. Very bulky. Sweet. I walk over to the ferry and I say, uh, um, hi, I'm, uh, I'm just visiting. I'm looking, we're, we're going to be traveling across the uh, ocean. I'm looking for some, some parts to, uh, build a, uh, a machine. I need, I need like metal and, um, you know, hinges, maybe, uh, hydraulic, um, pistons of sorts. Do you, do you have anything like that? Um, I could get you, I could get you small scraps of metal. I could get you, um, small parts. I don't have, um, I don't have much in the way of a, a hyd- 
Drolics? That is that did I say that correctly? I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't quite know what that is. Oh, it's like uh you use um oils to to move to articulate certain parts of a machine. Oh, uh, okay. I, I see. Um how much are you looking for? I could I could go take a look around for you real real quick there, friend. Well, actually, if you wouldn't mind just, you know, letting me come back there, I I could pick what I I'd, I'd like if you have like a general warehouse or stock. Well, you could come take a look uh, uh, about the shop. Um people come in and they they pay to work here every uh, and use the facility. Um any of the the scrap kind of comes comes to be mine and I refashion and and sell it. That's where the the parts and the supplies be coming from. All right. Well, I have uh and uh he how does this money work? Like I have 515 credits. Yeah, so your credits um you're given uh you're given currency that equates to it. I just translated it for you based on what you have and what you're used to, but you were given money for this world. Oh, okay, cool. You guys weren't able to connect to the system and credits is an entirely digital um an entirely digital system. So there's no real way for you to have physical credits outside of a card that everybody has that's attached to them. Um, like attached to their person. I'd like to spend 300 credits on assorted parts. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. You were given a whole bunch of sockets, screws, bolts, uh, definitely assorted, but all out of this very strong material. You get. You get 50 of those assorted, uh, bolts, screws, and, and, you know, fastening bits. Um, you are given a bunch of different brace materials. You are given, you are given six different crude hinges made of the same material, this hard, silvery material. Um, and then you are given kind of a crude form of like a hydraulic press. And it's made out of a couple of different materials, but you're basically given like, bits of rope like bits of like fashioned together legs for machines and um basically you can break them down for scrap or you can try and repurpose them nice so wait what what would you call that last bit i got though is basically just like you're given three more or less legs that were trying to be built on a machine but they were unable to kind of like get it to work and move so you're given three essentially crude hydraulic presses Right and on. then you're given essentially like eight, uh, eight bars of this similar material to kind of fashion the legs out of. And then bits that filter in and, and assemble them. Nice. Yeah. So All you right. get, you get like some pretty good, good material for where you're at. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thank you very much. I think this would be a, a lot of help. Um, do you have a, a box or maybe something with wheels I could, could push this with because i'm assuming it's like kind of heavy it is it is pretty heavy material i'll say um he he does give you actually hold on one second (laughs) uh he releases two capture spheres two of those beasts that you've seen a couple of times now there are the uh they're the ones that look almost humanoid in shape with super ripply muscles. They're like that periwinkle purple color and they have like ripping muscles and they have like turtle-like heads. Two of those come out. Oh, right on. I appreciate your purchase there, their friend. My, my 
boys here can assist you out. Do you have a place you're 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 staying or somewhere we can deliver these to or um yeah if you could just bring those to the um to the ship uh to the uh to the harbor i guess um what what is the name of the ship so the ship you're taking is called frigate's wind frigate's wind all right um i knowing that it's far away and not in town if if you want us to deliver this uh we will uh need a bit more payment it's going to take us a, a, a while to get there friend well how about how about a metal box do you have like a metal box that could fit all these things in it like a like a container of sorts could i, I, could I, buy I that do i do have a way that i think i can get this to work do you mind if i unfashion these here uh hinges and, and leggy bits that uh that they were working on do you mind if i uh, take them down I mean, what's what's your plan? Because I have a oh, I was going I to unassemble them own. just so I could stack them neatly, and then I could fit them in a box for you. Is it is it a, a metal box? Is it, it a box made of metal? I mean, it would be a it it would be a metal box. Yes. Oh, perfect! I'll uh, I'll help you, and then G's going to help. It takes. You, uh, it, I'm not going to make you roll for anything, even though you're still under the effect of the drugs you're on. Um, oh, am I? <laughs> you are. It's still the day you took those this morning. I did. I did. <laughs> but it ta- it takes you a minute to kind of unfashion the legs. You're surprised at how quick this fairy works. Very quick, very efficient. Wrench almost as big as he is, just able to take these bolts out and help you out. But takes you a good part of probably like 10 minutes to unfashion all these between the two of you. Pack it into a box. It's a big box, but you can you got a big box full of metals. And then, uh, do you have any straps, maybe, like, uh, ratchet straps or something that I could, I could use as well or buy from you? Let me see what I got. Make me a luck check. Uh, nine out of four. He comes back, uh, I had these, these two straps, but, uh, they, the, they wore down and they, they're broke, unfortunately. We, we moved a lot of scrap back from, uh, from a, uh, a, a raiding party that got uh, capsized and their their carriage was was broken, so we we took some scrap from that. But these broke on the way back. Hmm. All right. Uh. Thank. Thanks a lot. Um. I'll just. Uh. Hmm. If no, once again, if you want, uh, my boys can help you. They can move it if it's if it's a problem. No, I, I have a plan. Uh. Oh, just I'll right. be right back. And then G's gonna scurry over to the shop. He, he's definitely looking for straps. He's got an idea. Basically, he wants to turn that metal box into like a cargo, like like into like um a cargo container that he can just put on Gary. <laughs> what shop are you looking for straps at? I don't know the 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 shop. You the shop next like, to it. The strap shop. The strap shop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking for something like a. Like a, like a sacred depot or something. When you, when you come over here, you notice that kind of the, the two buildings are attached. The one that said part shop and the one that said research facility. Um, they are the same building. It is the same. It's all the same shop. The part shop is attached to the research facility. So he does not have straps for you. God damn it. Uh, let me see what I have. You could, you could try and head over to the scroll shop and see if you can find something there. I'm going to, yeah, I'll go over to the scroll shop then. Keep on scrolling, baby. You walk into the scroll shop and behind the desk you see a, uh, you see a tall woman with a sharp features, very long slanted nose, um, very 
pointed knife ears and very, very dark, uh, auburn hair. And she looks at you. She has like bright yellow eyes and she says, hello, kin of my kin. How can I help you this eve? Uh, well, hello, person I, I just met. Um, I, I'm looking for like straps of some sort, be they leather or like, um, I don't know, nylon. Or maybe, I don't, I don't know, I'm looking for straps. This might not be your expertise, but, um, something I could, I'm trying to make a cargo container for my, for my beast so I can have him carry things. I could fashion, uh, how, how big would you, how, how big would you need it? What, the, the cargo container or? No, the, the straps. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, how, how big is the room I'm in? Uh, the room you're in, (laughs) the ceilings are about, like, eight and a half feet to where the beams are, and then there's, like, thick beams that, like, crest the top. It's a slanted roof, so you think the top, top post in here might be about 15, then about 10 where the roof slants. You can't see much behind the counter, um, so you don't know if it gets bigger or not. Well, more, more succinct question. How much shit would I break if I release Gary into this? You into would this definitely room? break some shit. Gary's tail would either need to be out of the door, um, <laughs> and you would better hope that it doesn't bust out the wall, um, or he's gonna break through the ceiling. To avoid an international, um, incident, uh, he's gonna, well, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, um, the, uh, these flying blue dragon beasts that your planet. Yes, no, I'm, I'm very aware of the atrocities of the sea. Yes, yes, the, um, I, I call him Gary. Uh. I see. I need something to strap around him. If we step outside, I could take his measurements and I could tell you how long it would be. What are you trying to attach to these straps to put on your Gary? Uh, probably a crate, but then, I mean, long term, maybe like a bunch of crates. Uh, we'll, we'll see. So my thought was, I don't have straps per se, but I have this. And you see her hold out, like, uh, tape, and when she unfurls some of the tape at the end, you see magic runes begin to glow on it. This is, uh, this is a special tape that we have crafted to seal up, um, scrolls so they don't unfurl and, um, go off. To keep the same shape and to wrap around your crate, I could, I could do some something custom, but I don't know a hundred percent if it it would work. Uh, all right, let's uh let's give it a shot. I'm gonna instruct the uh attendant of the uh warehouse shop of the uh, research center shop to bring the box out, and then I'm gonna go outside and release Gary, and we can start working on that. Okay, cool. So you guys uh start getting uh getting work done on that. Um. As soon as Gary is released, he comes out once again with a roar. I give him a little pat. <laughs> he comes down, he kind of like nuzzles you a little bit. And the, the, uh, scroll shop attendant. Ah, I see. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap the tape around Gary and attach the tape to either end of the crate. I should hopefully be able to create a strong magical bond to not only keep the shape, but prevent it from snapping or breaking, is the goal. And uh, hopefully to avoid chafing as well. If we could... I don't know if I'm going to have the ability to prevent ch- chafing, but we can only hope it's comfortable for your Gary. 
he's a strong boy. I think he can handle it. Cool. Um, so I'm going to have him make an intelligence check. That's a pass. Going to have her make another magic. That's a pass. Uh, make me an improvised build check as you guys are doing this. Oh, uh, well, I, I automatically, win, uh, not fail, succeed those. Yeah, no, but still, I'm looking for a number. Yeah, 9 out of 12. 9 out of 12? Cool. Um, yeah, you guys get started, and I'll come back to you after your building is uh, going. My taping of a box? <laughs> you guys get started on taping the box and making the box. Magical duct tape, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, back at the back at the trainer school. Um, Boots, you're still confused as fuck. Make me another intelligence check. <laughs> Six out of one. Nothing changes. Great. I'm drawing different pictures on the box now. You've just been doodling this whole time. I have no doubt about it. Johnny, Kenny, and uh, and Dennis all start to walk down the left hallway. There are a couple of techniques uh, that are shown, and there are a couple of kind of sigils. That's what you guys get uh, down the left path, more or less. You also learn the different types. Uh, there are 17 types. Normally the, normally Warplords has, it's 11, right? Yeah, are you referring to elemental magic? Yeah, I'm referring to the elemental magic chart. I'm pretty sure it's 11. 10 elements plus raw mana, so 11. Both of you know that just kind of based on where you live. You're familiar with 11 elements on the list here. Um, the other, the other ones that you weren't familiar with to begin with are, Spirit, Draconic, Aura, Noxious, Necrotic, and Parasitic. Do you guys have any questions? Is there any other information you're kind of looking for down here? Uh, Is there just like a detailed explanation of specifically how the fights work? Yeah, you get basics basics of fighting. Well, I mean like specifically the gym one because I've actually – I've just done like a regular fight. I wasn't sure if there was like something signifying like, oh, gyms are different. Everything here is just the basics of battling. It's not specific to the gym. Okay. The gym is straightforward enough um, that you have to answer one of the one of the two questions that are posed on the board. Yeah. And you have to defeat the trainer that's hiding uh, in the room next to it, and then you can fight Bryce. Uh, how long have we been? In this room, like, looking at stuff. I mean, it's taken you all kind of a bit. Like, at this point, I'd say it's probably been a good, like, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, if you're really taking your time with it. Is Silver on to the the final fight? Or close to? So, question. If it's been, like, 20 minutes, could I roll a luck check to see if I drew so many doodles I accidentally got the right answer? Yes, I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. One out of six. I dumb lucked my way into the right answer. Yeah, you managed to draw, you finally got a water droplet to look right, and it starts to glow. <laughs> the whole thing doesn't glow, but that symbol does. I am a genius. At this point, um, you see people, uh, in the main foyer begin to go upstairs and out the back, um, and you hear a bell, uh, all of you begin to hear a bell going off. Mike. Uh, you're outside and in the courtyard, but make me a sense check. I'll pass it at one out of four. You, uh, you absolutely hear the faint sound of a ringing bell coming from the direction of where your companions are. 
how how goes the uh, the taping of the box to the dragon? <laughs> Pretty good. The taping the the taping of the tape around the dragon went successfully. Uh, lifting the box onto Gary has also gone successfully. You're currently in the process of getting enough tape uh, around the box and again around the dragon subsequently uh, to get it to uh, stay on. I'm gonna have her roll. That's a pass. That's a pass. Looks like it's just about all secure as this starts to happen. Finishing touches are going on now. How does uh, how does Gary look about feel look like he feels about this? Gary kind of looks down at you and he kind of groans. He and he does not seem amped about it. It seems like a lot of weight. It, like he could do it. He just doesn't seem to be amped about it. And is it like removable or is this like kind of a permanent fixture? It would be a semi permanent fixture. If you take it off, you don't know if you'll be able to get it back on. So, G just kind of, like, telepathically transmit transmits this to Gary. He's like, don't worry, buddy. Like, uh, or, don't worry, buddy. We're, this is just temporary. We'll, we'll figure this out. I just, no one has any straps or materials I need to build something that, that doesn't suck as much, but we'll, we'll figure this out. And then he turns to the, uh, the, the, uh, the elf-like uh, woman, the uh, she, and he says, uh, uh, I never caught your name, my friend. What what was your name? Oh, um, my name is Tamara. Oh, Tamara. I'm, I'm Mr. G. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. Um, Two questions. What what do I owe you for your help here? And is there any way I could get more of this tape that you have? I would. Does it require magical abilities to use? Like, can I... I, I would love to get more of this... Uh, I'm not sure what you'd call it. It does activate. The the tape of the arcane does activate as soon as you rip it. So you don't necessarily need to be magically uh, in tune to use it. But if I were to cut you off, let's say, just a piece of it, um, it would be it would have to be used and formed pretty much in, instantaneously. How much would it cost for me to get a small roll of this tape off of you? It would be 16,000 yen. If if I were to give you another small spool, and it's sixteen thousand yen for what uh, I've already used thus far, that translates exactly to a hundred and forty-eight credits for you. So a hundred and forty-eight times two. Hmm. So that would be most of the your remaining credits, if not all. Yeah, I'll just. Uh, I mean, it would be more than all. It would be. Oh yeah, because you spent three hundred. I spent three hundred on parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, how about this? I'm actually in the process of, of, um, saving your planet. Uh, there's this death cult and they're trying to kill everybody. I, I have 215 credits left. Can I just give you these and then also have that extra roll of tape? It would, it would help me out a lot. And because these guys want to destroy, you know, like your whole planet, it would probably help you out a lot too. Well, I understand that. Your goodwill still does not pay my bills. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna give you. I'm still gonna give you 215 <laughs> credits for them both. I don't know what a credit is. Uh, it's it's whatever it translates to yen. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, are you trying to say that you're not going to save my planet if I don't take this horrendous deal? What I'm saying is that um, I'm gonna try not to die saving your planet and. Having this roll of tape might help me from dying, and if I don't die, I'll have a better chance of saving your planet. I need you to 
make me an opposed charisma role here trying to convince her to do this, man. She's not into it. Well, that's a one. That's a one overall. Okay, cool. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If, uh, if I had a smaller roll of tape, maybe I could help you. I'm just going to take payment for what you've already used from my stock. I do wish you luck in the whole saving my planet thing, though. That I do appreciate that part. Uh, but I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do still have a business to run. Yeah, to be fair, I don't really want to save your planet anyway. Um, here. And then he jumps on Gary and flies <laughs> away dick. toward the, toward the gym. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be an asshole to like a retail worker. She might not even own that place, dude. She definitely owns that place. She said my <laughs> shop. It's her fucking shop. People say that when they're managers, but not owners. <laughs> You're just trying to get something for nothing. Like every single person goes into a retail <laughs> store. Not for nothing. <laughs> I was going to give her all of my money. <laughs> I was gonna give... Here, give me it for half price. I feel like her rea- reaction was totally fair. <laughs> and you were being an asshole. It's the equivalent of the wrong price comes up at the checkout. It's just like, oh, it's free now. So you start flying towards the stadium. The sound of that bell gets louder, and you see f- people filtering into the stadium in the back. Uh, I just assume you're going to fly down and land in there and figure out. Is it an open out. stadium? It is an like, open stadium there... in the back here. Yep. Oh, so there's no roof? There's no roof. Oh, dude, he's kick. He's gonna kick it up on on Gary. He's just floating like in the air above the crowd, like watching. Graham, Jared, uh, you guys are inside. You hear the bell. You see people going upstairs. Do you just follow? Uh, I'm gonna. Can I make a roll to just infer that that's for the fight? Yeah, sure. Make me an intelligence. Or do I just know that already? Okay, I I assumed it was a given. It seems like a given. Uh, one out of three. But yeah, I I figured it was the, that's what it was. Johnny is smarter, and he just knew. <laughs> Big old bird brains. Yeah, so you guys are inside. You walk upstairs. Uh, you see a couple of um, small rooms off to the side here, and then you see two double doors. Uh, everyone that you're following up here heads out of those double doors. You all, uh, I assume, follow as well. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, you head out back and you see, uh, slanted stadium style seats. Uh, they're not individual seats, but they're bench seats made out of like carved stone. Very, very hard, straight and rough, uh, kind of rough hewn. People are filling in and sitting down. You guys see, uh, as you're walking down a divot, like a hard wall, probably about 15 feet. Uh, maybe even 20. You're not 100% sure just because you're pretty high up. Uh, and then it's yellowish, orange, grays, uh, just flat, sandy, rocky ground. You see a rectangle painted, uh, white that lines the edge of the stadium. And you see a bunch of robed figures that are kind of lining the stadium. You see a small green glow kind of emanating around that rectangle you all see this aura just openly now it's it's pretty apparent the stadium itself has kind of uh it it has a bunch of rocks and pillars kind of built uh like just out of the earth standing in the way and in the center is a painted circle it reminds you all of a capture sphere instantly uh where do you guys sit uh <laughs> where are there not people 
Um, I mean, it's like, it's not super packed. This isn't a very big town. The stadium is definitely built to be a much bigger packed stadium. You can find open seats pretty easily. Um, you see Silver walking out from underneath the area basically you guys walked in from. He walks to the left side of the stadium and there are largely people, uh, not on that side. So you could get like right behind Silver. Yeah, let's go there. Instead of, instead of like square to the back, I'm going to go. So picture like a hockey rink. Yep. One of those stadiums. Yep. You know, like the side where the Zamboni comes out of. Okay. Like that angle slightly off from the net. Cause that's the best place to spectate a sports game from. Okay. You can see everything. Do you want to be, uh, on the side that you came in from or on the opposite uh, the, side? The side that Silver's on still though. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I can tell him he's cool or something. I don't know. Okay. I'll figure it out when I roll for it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely. <laughs> You're <do that>. cool. <laughs> you are cool, friend. Hey, if I say it really convincingly, it'll make him happy. I do have the ability to do that. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're able to find that seat. Uh, Jared. I was just gonna go as close to him as possible. Okay. Do you sit with Dennis? I mean, if I saw him starting to, like, where's the rest of the party? Have they not gotten here yet? Kenny is with you. You see Dennis sit down kind of, uh, so it's a little bit hard to get you the exact angle you're looking for, Graham, just because it's a square rectangle instead of a curve. Yeah. Well, no, I just meant like that general. You're idea. kind. You're kind of like in the L of the left corner of the stadium. That's that's pretty much exactly what I had in mind. So, so you see, Dennis is kind of in the corner of the stadium. There's a little bit of shade where he's sitting, but he's in the front row, close to where you see Silver walking out of. Fair enough. I'll just sit where he does. Okay. Keep it simple. Cool. Keep it simple, stupid. Hurts me every time. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, Mr. G, you're flying, uh, you're flying over top? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm flying over. Do I see them as yeah, they're seating? Yeah, make me a sense check. You're flying up in the air, so it's gonna take you a minute to pick people out, even with your keen ass eyes. I'm, I'm, I'm not like super high above, but I am, I'm probably floating a good, like, so let me get this straight. There's like, it's like arena seating and it's open, kind of like a typical sports stadium we'd see in our world, right? Yeah, somewhat, yes. Yeah, so I'm about like, I'm probably floating about five feet above the highest point. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're definitely a good like 10, 15 feet down below you still. I rolled two twos in a row, so both of them are passes. Yeah, I mean, either way, uh, you definitely see them. You, they're down, they're on the left side of the stadium. Um, they're basically directly under you because the quickest route for you to fly in would have also put you in the corner where they sat. I wave at them and I'm assuming they don't see me. <laughs> if you say nothing, I assume they're not gonna look up. You hear the sound of like clunky metal banging around above you guys. Uh, make I failed checks. my sense check, so I'm gonna, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't hear anything. Uh, Johnny passed his sense check. You look up and you definitely see, uh, Mr. G riding on Gary. And Gary's got some big ass bulky shit on his back. You can't quite see exactly what it's, what's happening. Oh, I want to clarify that that box is taped like right behind where I'd be sitting in the good strong center of mass. So what Johnny's doing is he kind of puts his like, uh, one of his hands over his face and kind of just looks away like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know you. Like basically just p- paying very close attention to not what's going on. 
G's gonna actually take out the box of imagination and have it turn into some sort of like more comfortable surface to lean up against between the box and where he's sitting on Gary. So he can kind of just lounge back and watch the fight. Okay. So it basically kind of forms like a crude curved chair almost with supports that shimmy out of the end a little bit and kind of just fit Gary's, uh, Gary's form. Gary also has kind of like, uh, behind his head, he has like some mounting where you can kind of like hold on. He has basically like these big fin like plates behind his head where his snake like body attaches to. You assume it's, like, more natural armor and shit like that, so his neck just isn't exposed, being a giant dragon. So, you can kind of also kind of, like, nestle in there a little bit, or sit on top of it. But, up to you. Box of Imagination works pretty easy. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna lean back. I'm not trying to, like, get too much into Gary's business. He's not, like, thrilled with me right now, anyway. That's true. But I'm giving him pets while I'm watching. I totally forgot to pull Luckier out. Yeah, you see a lot of the people here that are sitting out with their sacred beasts. You see it. You guys see a ton of different varieties, shit you haven't seen before. It's pretty nifty. So Luckier, <laughs> who I have like not talked to at all, <laughs> and we don't know like anything about each other. He pulls it out, or he pushes the button. You push the button, you release it, and once again, Luckier pops out that very, very snow-white fur, the, like, dark black of that, like, sickle comes around and forms, and Luckier is kind of, like, popped out. He's, like, sniffing up uh, in the air and sniffing around, and he's kind of, like, moving around all of you and sniffing all of you as he's kind of released for the first time. Hello there, Luckier. I thought you might want to watch our friend Silver. Do his gym battle. Uh, Luckier looks at you and nods, very intelligently understanding what you just said as well. And then kind of looks towards the, uh, looks towards the stadium and it perches. It sits kind of on its hind legs with its front paws down and it sits pretty straight up and looks down towards the stadium. I was gonna say, we oddly are equally intelligent. <laughs> this thing is surprisingly smart. Chaton is just as smart as me. Take that as you will. Jared, Graham, uh, you two that are sitting in the stadium, make me sense checks. You notice people are inching more away from you guys, like the, the, some of the people that started moving towards the, like, corner area and around behind you. You all see as soon as Johnny releases Luckier and Luckier fully forms, people hell? begin to back away from you. Uh, so I noticed it, but I don't know why. The, your first instinct is because of the beast itself. Luckier is the disaster Pokemon. It is often hinted with, uh, it is often hinted at bringing disasters wherever it follows. People become very wary of it and scared whenever they see them, but really it just has the ability to forewarn people against disaster. People just start dumb. So what you're really saying is that Johnny's really cool because if people are scared of you, that means that you're cool, right? Yeah, that's actually a hundred percent what I said. <laughs> I didn't say anything other than that. You can't tell me otherwise. Mike, I really like your interpretation. <laughs> I'm going to take that one to heart. Johnny feels oddly confident today. You know, luckier. I like this trick. We have way more space now. And he kind of just like pats him on the head. 
when luckier kind of like purrs he kind of more does like an awoo kind of thing uh but like very very like excited when you give it some pets <laughs> like what like awoo like what wait like like <laughs> werewolves of a certain region <laughs> nope i got nothing of london <laughs> london well, you said la- last time before we started fighting with Silver, he got really excited near the battling. And I have to assume that's more or less continued here. Yeah, you see yeah. Bug, uh, because Bug is out, as we had mentioned. Um, he is, he has perched both of his scythe arms over the edge, and he's like, he's looking at all of the people down there. He's like, focuses in on Silver, and he's like, kind of, buzzing a little bit like his wings are starting to flap pretty excitedly he's bouncing a bit okay so i'm gonna i lean in and just like look not at silver but look at the other guy look for weaknesses because i i just know you're gonna want to do this bug bug once again nods back at you in understanding and then looks back and instead of looking directly at silver this time you see him looking across um and at this point you now see bryce walking out on the other side uh dylan Qua. Uh, are you still just trying to guess symbols? Do you go upstairs? Actually, even better question. Even better question. Make me a sense check. That is a nine out of three. There's suddenly a bell going off in here. Huh. I jump as high as I can in the air, startled by the sound of the bell. (laughs) You, like, jump so high, you, like, back up away from the door, and you, like, Look back around the stairs and you see people walking up the stairs. You've never, you've never seen people going inside of a building when a bell is ringing before. So you're a little bit confused. Cool. Yeah. Normally they go out of the building when the bells ring. That means fires. Dylan, what do you do? You're very confused by the sound of this bell and all of these people suddenly in this building. Is there anybody like walking by me? Um, once again, you are kind of at, like, the side of the stairs, so all the people that are walking by you are going upstairs. You overhear brief conversation of, like, over, like, hear some chatter about people excited to go watch the fight, y- yada yada, talking about Bryce and how powerful Bryce is, um, how, like, the kid has no chance, yada yada. Um, and actually, after a moment, you see the remainder of your crew, um, you see Rex, Nora, uh, Anna, and Rebecca walk in with Professor Bonsai. I will follow them, but I won't say anything to them. Okay. I'll pretend like I was waiting for them this whole time. Okay. Make me, are you trying to be stealthy about it or are you just going to follow in? I'm trying to be as nonchalant as possible. Okay. Uh, make me a style check, please. Ten out of three. You turn, you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you, you you try and be as nonchalant as possible and just follow in behind them and you immediately bump into Anna. What form are you in? I have to know. I'm in French boy form. Okay. Um you bump into Anna and she turns around and she goes <laughs> Adrian, what what are you doing? Space uh, man I tried to go I tried to go through the door, but it wouldn't let me unless I drew a picture, but the picture, they, they didn't work. So why why does that mean you touched my ass? Qua? You just, like, you just oh. bumped right into her. I'm staring at her with the dumbest expression humanly possible for a cat. But you're a boy. 
I know. <laughs> what? It somehow looks dumber on the boy. She just like, she takes you by the scruff of your neck and pushes, pushes you in front of her. <laughs> Alright, don't stand behind me anymore. What? You are standing next to, uh, you are standing next to Professor Bonsai at this moment and, uh, Rex is slightly in front of you. Uh, he turns around and he looks at you and he goes, Adrian, where's the rest of, uh, where's the rest of the crew? Je ne sais pas. You, boy, give me that, give me the Lunarian. I, uh, not know. <sighs> all right. You all crest up the stairs and you walk inside. Um, the whole time Rex is just like slowly shaking his head. Takes him no time to find you guys. Uh, the remainder of your party ends up joining you all, including Professor Bonsai. They sit behind you and around you. And, uh, the professor looks and he goes, Oh boy, it hasn't, it hasn't started. I'm glad we made it just in time. How are, how are you all doing? Uh, Johnny, how are you bonding with, uh, Lucky or I believe you tried to call it? Ah, uh, we, we seem to be doing pretty fine, if I, if I don't, if I do say so myself. <clears throat> there was a lovely side effect when I pulled him out of his capture sphere and everyone left us alone. Oh, is that how we were able to get good, such good seats even though we were kind of late? Yeah. Well, it was a good little luckier boy right here. <laughs> and he pats him again on the head. Ah, stupendous. Good job, luckier. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> It's something like that. I looked it up, dude. It's hard to do. Uh, all of your companions now kind of fill in behind you, and they're all sitting around you. You're all getting ready to cheer Silver on. Um, just as just as you're like amped up, and you see Silver is getting ready down there, uh, you all see Bryce come out, go to the opposite end, um, and then they both walk to the middle. You see someone, uh, in a all black shirt and white striped pants come in uh come into the center of the ring and he looks uh he looks down to the right says something to Bryce and looks to the left and says something to Silver they all take a moment and then the man turns around he takes a microphone ladies and gentlemen this morning we have a special challenge here Silver will be attempting to take the rising badge from Bryce. Both parties agreed to a three-on-three beast battle, including themselves. That makes it a four-on-four. First party that's unable to fight loses. Let's hope for a fair fight, and let's keep it clean. Fighters, to your corner. And he points either way. You see Silver turn, and he looks up, and he sees all you guys, and you see Silver's face kind of light up, and he points at you guys, all stoked. He walks up, he then turns around, you see Bryce turn around as well. You see Silver reach down to his belt, and he grabs one of his capture spheres, and he brings it out to his left. Uh, you see Bryce do the same. Bryce unleashes... um that large dog once again you remember it being called Fuega and you hear Fuega to me Bryce's voice gets 
much deeper as he starts to command his way around the battlefield. Um, once again, you see this large orange dog come into full view. This thing stands about six feet tall, right on the dot, just under Bryce's height. Its fur is bright orange with black stripes, and it has, like, excess shaggy fur that's like a light tan and light gray. It looks super intimidating and uh, fearsome, and just as uh, they start charging into the center, um, you see Silver start running, and he just shouts, Nightwing, now! And he pops Nightwing out of the ball, and you see that periwinkle blue shining bats start to spiral into the like early morning sky, and you see it stop as it reaches right above uh, where both Bryce and Fuego are running to, and it takes a dive in midair, and it dives straight into the ground. And Silver kind of stops, and he, like, waits for Bryce to rush rush forward at him more, and Bryce keeps charging. Uh, Nightwing starts flying down and crescendoing, or kind of like just uh, cascading and, and spiraling down into the earth. Its huge crab-like claws spiral into the earth, and it digs in, and it comes out underneath where Bryce and uh, where Bryce and Fuega are running. Uh, it doesn't manage to knock either Bryce uh, or Fuega to the ground. They manage to both catch themselves, land, and they continue rushing towards Silver. Um, Fuega, uh, rushes over, uh, and begins to be surrounded by fire as it begins running faster and faster now. Um, Nightwing is flying behind it, trying to catch up, and you see Silver there at a moment look kind of, like, shocked. The dog, uh, charges completely into Silver, and you see Silver cross his hands. You all think that he might just be racing it, but his movements look too intentional to seem that way. This six-foot-tall dog comes barreling into Silver, who is like four-and-a-half feet tall tiny human boy, and he gets raised into the air. You see fire surround him for a moment, and then suddenly you see him like release his hands like from the X, and the fire releases around him. And he's up in the air. You see Nightwing fly up, and he comes up, and he catches Silver, and they come flying back down. So Silver is kind of gliding in the air and hanging there for a moment, looking down, and Nightwing comes up and and catches him. They come flying back towards the ground, and you hear Silver just go, Nightwing again, use Dig! And he jumps off of Nightwing's back. He front flips over the, like, open mouth of Fuega, the giant fire dog that's trying to bite him. He lands on its back. He runs twice off of it. The dog jumps around as Silver is jumping off of its back. Silver goes to punch Bryce, and as Silver's going to punch Bryce... You all see Nightwing come back uh, out from the ground just as the dog's turning around to bite Silver. And so you can see Silver is manipulating the aura around his body. You see this aura kind of form around Silver's hand. And it makes Silver's hand almost look like it has a giant glove on it. 
probably like four times the size of his normal sized fist. As you're able to see this aura kind of build up, and as it gains momentum, it catches fire. And suddenly, everybody sees Silver's fist erupt in fire around his hand, and he punches Bryce in the face, just as Nightwing, that like periwinkle and gold bat-like creature, comes spiraling out of the earth, and it hits Fuega the dog uh, straight in its belly, and both of them get sent flying back. Bryce manages to land there uh, pretty unfazed, but you see blood begin to trickle off of his face. You see singe marks against the stone. Uh, like, you see more cracks in his skin now. And he just stands up and he's just laughing. Alright, Silver, that's not bad. I see you've been training. Fuega, good job. Return. And uh, he holds his capture sphere out. That red light surrounds Fuega, who is just on the ground, passed out. And Fuega is returned to its capture sphere. You hear Rex clapping heartily. Way to go, Silver. Good job. Keep it up. And you hear, uh, you hear Bonsai shouting behind you now. Yes, Silver, that's it, my boy. Yes, keep it up. And everyone's just kind of cheering him on. You hear a lot of the other people that, uh, you assume belong to the trainer school and live in town and stuff. Uh, they're kind of like, they're cheering for Bryce, trying to get Bryce's spirits back up. Like, oh, come on, Bryce, you got it. Come on, don't give up. Is that all you got? You know, shit like that. You know, sports games and stuff. Uh, after a moment, Bryce holds up two capture spheres and he looks, uh, at one and he looks at the other and he just nods. And he goes, Alright, it's your time now, Brutus. And you see, uh, Bryce just fully launch the ball, like, at Silver, like, baseball style, trying to just hit him. Silver manages to just barely duck the ball, and it hits that weird green light at the uh, edge of the stadium that you all see kind of filtering up. Now that you're all sitting a bit closer and you're you're at the front of it, you see like these white speckles, and you see all these robed figures are kind of charging something. Seems like it's so they don't go flying through uh, if they get knocked back, but you're not 100%. Capture Sphere bounces off that, like, green light that seems to be a full wall. Bounces off, and you all see a large dog-like sacred beast come out. And this sacred beast has a huge brow with, like, three points on it. Super, super fluffy. Has large pointed ears. Um, and its fur is brown at the top. Its body has, like, a dark blue fur, and its belly has, like, a gray fur. It also has, its brow has bright white fur, and it has a huge mustache, like, whiskers that overcome its, like, bottom jowls, and then an actual, like, two almost, like, body pillows of fur level handlebar mustache that go over top of its paws and around its side. And this thing just spreads out, and it starts to growl just fiercely, just... And it is behind Silver, and Silver, like, turns as this thing begins to charge him. This thing comes running full speed, and it lowers its head, and it hits Silver dead on in the stomach as he's unable to dodge out of the way as it moves surprisingly fast for a large dog. This dog itself is, like probably about four feet tall at its head 
but it's like very very stocky it's super thick it's super heavy it looks very very like furry so this thing is like down low and starts charging and picks up full velocity it hits silver with its big head and silver is sent careening back towards bryce who's uh who's in the center of the stadium nightwing flies and tries to catch it once again um but nightwing as it catches it cradles silver and they are sent careening into one of these large uh stone rocks um that are in the middle of the stadium uh so when nightwing caught it and basically uh sent the trajectory off course so it didn't hit bryce it went past him you see bryce uh just kind of look down uh to the side and waits to see if silver gets up before continuing after a moment silver kind of like gets up you see stones are now all around silver like sharp jagged pointed stones from where this big massive stone broke so it looks as though everywhere silver tries to run he has to step on sharp stones um and nightwing is unable to get up after that hit uh silver just looks down and he goes nightwing you did great return and then you just see Silver take a, a deep breath, and for a moment you see, like, an actual, like, breath of smoke released from his mouth. He looks up and his eyes are glowing, and he releases, uh, he releases Aura. Aura, come! Uh, once again, you see Aura, which is the bipedal fox dog-like creature, so it has those very, it has those, like, very high, lanky, dog-like uh, feet that are bipedal. He has that blue fur that, like, forms thick around its kneecaps. Uh, it has that thin, uh, yellow dog-like body, um, and then humanoid-like arms with large uh, points and, like, spikes that stick out of the top. Um, has tall pointed blue ears. Uh, it's the fur pattern on its face uh it's black over top of its eyes and its nose it almost looks a bit like a bandit mask and then it has like four like dreadlocks that go behind it and it stands uh it actually doesn't touch the ground it floats next to silver as silver's eyes glow silver starts to to stare at bryce and bryce uh bryce looks down and he goes if we're gonna play like this I guess it's time to go all out. You all see an aura, and you almost see the wind pick up around, uh, around Bryce, and at one point that wind almost seems to catch fire on the tips as it surrounds his body, and it's almost like it erupts out of nowhere. You see this guy kind of surrounded by fire itself, and then, uh, after a moment, around his hands you see fire gather and form large claws. And he, uh, he just looks at Silver and he goes, Alright, let's end this. Silver and Silver and Aura rush after him. You see Brutus that's still kind of catching up to midfield after going all out for a, uh, for a minute there. He's now slowly jogging, this very heavy dog, um, as he's making it back towards his trainer. Um, and Bryce rushes, uh, at Silver with these claws, and, um, you see Aura begin to throw a flurry of punches Bryce's way. He hits him three times in the gut and punches him once across the face. 
you see Bryce swipe at the uh, bipedal fox dog like beast and he hits it he knocks it out of the way and it spirals uh, off to the side um, after a moment you see Silver uh, reach back like he's about to unsheath a sword and out of the whipping winds around Silver's hand he forms a blade out of uh, darkness and it comes out and he slices uh, at Bryce and he manages to slice through one of his uh, those like fiery spectral claws and it dissipates Uh, and then Bryce comes down with the back of of the other one and hits Silver in the head and kind of knocks him down into the ground and you see Silver just recoil and he's just like ah and then Brutus comes in and Brutus knocks uh, Silver across once again hitting him with that big tough uh, brown head of his he comes rushing in once again when he gets a second wind and he knocks Silver away you see Silver stand up for a moment uh, or stand up after a moment after he kind of recoils Silver looks pretty beat up at this point dude's taking some pretty hard hits same deal with Aura you see Aura get up as well and you see uh, spears pop up in both of Aura's uh, hands as they're standing on the other side of the stadium and the beast floats its way around in front of Silver to kind of protect Silver and it releases these two pure white balls of energy and they hit both Brutus uh, twice and you see it hit him on the left side and then uh, comes up and basically uppercuts it uh, with these like balls of energy they just kind of fly it's almost like they home towards it they strike with like a surprising amount of precision and after a moment the dog falls down but then he he does stand back up he is not defeated by only those two hits Silver looks over at Oren, kind of nods reassuringly after a moment, uh, and they both begin rushing in. Once again, Silver is um, Silver is holding that sword made out of darkness in his hand. Uh, there's no hilt; everything is just pure energy, and the two sides meet. Bryce runs runs up, and he hits Silver uh, across the chest with a swipe, and you see Silver's uh, like dark blue sweater that he was given uh, uh, it swipes across and you see some of the threading begin to rip and catch fire a little bit where the claw hits um, and singe away but he's largely able to avoid damage Um, Aura comes in and tries to fake down low and Bryce begins to block with it and then the, uh, the sacred beast punches him across the face with a big haymaker you see Bryce look surprised for a moment and he's quickly able to to X his arms. You see this like beautiful soft silvery light coat the entire exterior of Bryce's body for just a moment and you see this haymaker connect and where there would normally be rippling flesh and like damage being done you see this silver light just wrap around the fist and kind of just soften the blow and then dissipate out. Bryce looks doesn't look harmed. He stands in the way. He basically just takes the punch and then moves back towards the uh, towards the dog and swipes at it a couple of times with his claws. And he hits it. He hits it once. 
Uh, so Bryce then takes uh, takes a quick moment and he tries to slash twice at the uh, dog and he hits it once and it moves back. Aura turns just as uh, Brutus the dog tries to uh, tackle it to the ground um, and you're not really sure what the dog's strategy would be after it tackles something, but it's just trying to get its body weight on it and try and throw it around. Um, Silver comes over and he tries to slice at the dog, um, and he's unable to do so. He's unable to really gain any ground, so Silver quickly turns his attention back to Bryce. Um, so Aura begins to uh, try and outstrength Brutus, the big dog, and Aura kind of picks uh, picks him up by, like, the stash and drops the dog onto the ground, knocking the dog out. He's able to outstrength it after a, a short struggle. After a moment, Silver keeps trying to swipe at Bryce, so Bryce is unable to release his last beast. Aura runs and sprints behind uh behind Bryce and both Silver and Br- uh both Silver and Aura begin to kind of pepper Bryce with shots. Silver kind of slashes at his legs to get him to keep moving back into Aura's range and Aura kind of keeps just punching him in the back with those two just big paws. And after and after a moment Bryce uh is knocked like kind of like in the center back by one strong punch and he's dropped to his uh, his knee and he just kind of laughs and he looks up and he just holds his hand out for a handshake and Silver just stops and he drops the sword in his hand, that sword made of darkness and as soon as it releases from his hand it dissipates entirely Silver shakes Bryce's hand and he tries to tries to help him up and Bryce takes a moment he kind of coughs up a little bit of blood and he starts he starts kind of chuckling and he calls the referee in and the referee's just like and with the victory we have silver marks and everyone in the audience starts clapping and cheering Everyone clears out of the stadium, and then Silver looks up at you, and he's like, "Guys, come on, uh, meet me out, m- meet me out in the main room." And you see him run through the uh, the doorway that he had previously come out of. Okay, sure. Sorry, we go to meet him. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I assume so. You guys could stay and like look around for a bit more. It was kind of up to you, but it seemed pretty straightforward. So yeah, you all, uh, all of your companions head out, you all head out, and you walk back in. Takes you a moment, because there's a bunch of people that are also leaving, but you meet Silver back in the main room. Oh, that was so much fun! Guys, that was awesome! Um, Bryce did not follow him, uh, yet, but you guys are all there, and Professor Bonsai just looks, uh, looks at, uh, Silver. Silver, c- congratulations, my boy. It's a very, very good job. It's been a while since I've seen battling as spectacular as that. Maybe you'll collect some more badges along your journey now. What about what about all of you? Are you in the in the mood for a fight? Do you want to try your hand fighting Bryce? Where? I could not unlock the door. The lock, it was uh, very complicated. I could not figure out how to unlock it. Uh, after a moment, uh, you all just hear so- hear someone kind of walking uh, out from underneath the stairs. <laughs> uh, but see, if you can't figure it out, you can't challenge me, man. That's part of the challenge. 
Putain. So what what say you, Bryce now fully reveals himself. Uh you see he has like a couple of bandages on him. Um but he looks overwhelmingly uh patched back up pretty fast. Uh but he comes back out and he he looks at all of you and he's like, Yeah, what about it? Uh anyone else wanna wanna try the challenge before you head out? Uh I give Bug an elbow nudge. Uh Bug is like looking at you with just like wide, intense eyes and just the buzzing intensifies, like the flapping of the wings. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Uh, my friend here definitely wants to. All right. Um, how many beasts can? Uh, how many beasts do you have? It was. Uh, it was Dennis, right? Yeah, just the one. Well, normally, anyone who has three beasts is able to take the challenge as well, but. Given your circumstance, if two of your companions would have fight alongside of you, well, I would fight. We could do it that way. Before before Boots says that, I make very sure that I immediately say, "Can I pick them, or do they have to volunteer?" No, I mean, if you, they have to be willing. But I mean, I, I assume you could talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> if you want okay, if all good. of you wanted to fight, I could. We could do four. We could do four at once. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, I look at the group. Um, hey Mike. Yes. How, did you fly around and go in the front? Or are you still just chilling? Mr. G's <laughs> actually writing down notes on the battle right now. He's still okay. flying on Gary. Um, I was hoping that he'd write down, I was wondering how you wanted to do this. Like basically, that whole time he was watching on top of Gary, he was taking notes and trying to learn things about this world, the different fighters that he witnessed, the different types of, uh, beasts that he saw, um, all types of stuff. He wants to, to add to his knowledge pool, if you okay. will. Okay. Cool. So after, after I like, I mean, I would be writing down notes like very shortly after the battle ended and then yeah. I would, um. I assumed you were doing it as it was happening too. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd be doing it while it's happening. And I assume I'd hear Sh- Silver's enthusiastic and, Shrill child voice. Yep. So I would, I would fly around to the front and then come into the, uh, the main room again. All right. So it takes you a minute, Mr. G, but you're able to fly around to the front of the, uh, to the front of the building. So you, you release Gary and Gary's form shrinks from out of the, the magic tape harness that surrounded him. And, uh, make me a luck check as this happens. No, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> nine. It's nine out of four. The box doesn't go in the sphere. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. The form, uh, the form of Gary shrinks out, um, and the magic tape does not crumble. The magic tape keeps its form. The structure that you had created is still intact. It just falls over to the side and some of the metal plates spill out onto the ground as, uh, the box tips over. Got him. Mr. G kind of just, like, puts his hands up in the air, just, like, frustrated, and is just like, I fucking, <laughs> fucking hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. G kicks the metal box. You hurt your foot. It, you take one wound <laughs> as you kick really hard metal. 
in your own frustration. Shouldn't I make a strength check? What I, I make a, I make an agility check to see if I can get on a dragon that's allowing me to get on it, but I don't take a strength check to kick a box. All right, can, okay, make a strength check to kick the box. All right, now your foot's broken. I got a five out of two. <laughs> Great. You're really bad at kicking. You hit the corner of the box with your shin and it hurts a lot. You almost think that your bone oh, chips and you take one wound. Owie. There you go. Exactly what I thought was going to happen if you rolled to kick the box. <laughs> We're there now. Do you walk inside? I mean, limping, yeah. You all see Mr. G come in through the front door after a moment with a slight limp, like reaching down, kind of rubbing his shin every other step. And uh you see Silver there very excited, and you kind of walk in on the tail end of, oh, well, that's part of the challenge. So you hear that little bit about asking people to challenge the uh to challenge the gym. Hey, uh, Mr. G, you have any more of those pills? You seem to have a limp. I, I don't have, I, I, I have nothing. I have no money. I have no, I gave all my healing <laughs> potions to useless people in that cave. I, I've, I, I feel like shit. <laughs> Seems like a life of drugs has been pretty hard on you for the one day that you've been a part of it. I think I'm, I think I'm going through a withdrawal or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Your shin suddenly starts to feel real good, albeit a bit tingly. Uh oh. Wait, wait. No, nope, the drugs are, the drug is still working. Yeah, the drugs are very much still here. So, uh, Mr. G, uh, Bryce was saying that we could 4v1 him. Uh, well, it would be 4v4 with his beasts, but we could do a gym battle of our own. Is that something that you guys think would be cool? What? I do declare. Is that gonna... I don't think it'll make your sure? shit stop hurting. Uh, I mean, I'm... More the the world saving. I mean, I don't really care about so some rude lady over there wouldn't give me some fucking tape. So I I don't know what to tell you. I <laughs> I, I kind of just want to get on the boat. Do you guys. mean Tamara, Mister G? Bonsai yeah, she wouldn't give you. me any tape. <laughs> uh, do you? How much is it? Do you need more? I I I just wanted to roll up tape, man. I don't I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I'm 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 fucked up, man. I'm real fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get you the tape. You, if you want to fight, go fight. I can get you the tape from Tamara. Sure. I, I yeah. Okay. I'll. I guess I'll fight. I. I mean, you also <laughs> don't have to. Don't feel like you're being roped into anything. I. I feel. I feel like I should, because like the. I don't want to see the cat die. I don't know. I, I feel like the cat will die. You know. I. <laughs> I hug Chaton close and go I will never let my son die <laughs> Dude I can't wait for you to get this Plus one tape of pity <laughs> Dude the, the tape's gonna be so good dude I'm gonna use the tape in so many ways You don't even know After a minute I roll a one on my Whatever is relevant check To get what he meant and go Hey <laughs> <laughs> It does take you a full minute to understand the joke. <laughs> so Bonsai leaves, um, and then Bryce is just standing there. I mean, if, yeah, it, as long as there are three of you, I mean, we could, we could do it that way. We just need three. So it, Mr. G, if you, if you don't want to fight, you don't have to. Don't feel obligated. I mean, what are my prizes here? A better relationship with your friend. It will, 
help increase the bond between you and your beast. Oh, Gary's the shit, man. He, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, wait, so when I, when I took some, when I took some notes, uh, what type were all of those, uh, beasts he was using? I know one of them's fire. So the, th- the two that you saw, uh, were fire and aura. The type itself is aura, but normal it's type. It's not a type. Normal type. <laughs> Pure aura is what it is. Okay. So all four of you are going to do the thing, huh? Yeah. Do you guys want to fight? Is that is that what you want to do? Bryce just looks at you and he goes, All right. Two of you go through the left door and two of you go through the right. I'll see you on the other side. Which one's the one that asked about types? Uh, the right door. I'll go to that one. Cool. I will go to the opposite of the one I went to before because words are hard. Okay, so you go to the left door? Yes. So there's one and one. Well, I was going to say you should go with me, Mr. G, but I suppose that's not an option anymore. <laughs> I'll I'll follow Dennis. Uh, I was thinking we could... um. We could decide this through a game of chance, and then he pulls out a coin. <laughs> <laughs> but you have well, no coin. money. <laughs> I, well, I mean, there's no physical money, but I do have yen. Oh, okay. I I I found like four yen. Like those those cultists were literally the poorest people in the world. I found like fifteen <laughs> yen on one of them. It's like not enough to buy a bubble gum. Um. So, uh. Heads I go right, tails I go left. How's that sound? Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, totally. Johnny starts walking to the right. He narrates to himself in his own voice. And uh, so, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll go to the left, but I'm not going to talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> All right, so I have Boots and G going in the left door. It's probably for the best. <laughs> and I have Johnny and Dennis going in the right door. <sighs> Couldn't yeah. we just all go in the same door? <laughs> He specifically I mean, he told us wait, to go two wait, and two. Wait, here we he go. specifically told you to go two and two. I mean, you can. He's walking away. Like, he's he's walking somewhere, so... Still in the room, if you want to try. It is it is literally part of the gym challenge. He, like... He is... It, part of the challenge is, is doing the challenge. Well, that's crazy. I know. Crazy. Cool, so... Each yeah, of you go up to the smartest person and the dumbest person together, that evens out. It does. It, that does even out. That's not true. The two smartest people went both went to the right. <laughs> oh, of course, Jared's not here. The one time I, <laughs> the one time I complimented Johnny, he's not even here. Um. So, uh, Mike, you, uh, Mister G, sees on the door. <clears throat> A beast is only able to evolve when it trusts its trainer enough. True or false? What do you think, Kat? What does uh, that word mean? And I point to... <laughs> I point to the word evolve. Well, uh, I'm surprised you got that far. And he's going to write down true. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> uh... 
Uh, yeah, so you write down true with the marker that's on the door. And after a moment, the, the like sign slash sheet of paper on the door disappears with a like warm yellow light. And then after a moment, the door itself also disappears, uh, and you are able to walk forward. He's still in cat form, right? No, he turned back into boy form pretty much instantaneously when he figured oh, that's out what too happened. Bad. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we, I walk in to look for this next, uh, this next thing. You all walk through a small hallway and you see a small orange light at the end of it. Uh, at the end of the hallway, it opens up and you see a small room and a door comes down from the ceiling and closes behind you guys when you enter the room. Uh, across from you, you see. You see Ellis, the uh, she guard who you've seen uh, coming into town a couple of times now. And he looks at you two and he goes, oh, hello, it's it's good to see you. I see that you are taking on Bryce's challenge today as well. Oh, yeah, sure. Great. Well, since it's the two of you, um, I guess we'll do a two-on-two uh, battle with our beasts. Uh, Ellis, I have a quick question. Yes, of course. So, so from what I saw, that uh, the uh, the trainers themselves, the uh, the beast handlers, they're uh, they're involved in the fight as well, right? Um, it is decided upon at the beginning of each bout, so it is different uh, per battle. Some prefer to get their hands dirty, such as uh, Silver and Bryce, but that does not mean that all of us are 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 the same in that regard. I tap G on the shoulder, not being at all subtle, and I, like, like, put my hands up to whisper in his ear, We should save our strength for the leader. <sighs> Alright. Uh, yeah, how do you wanna, how do you wanna do this? You are the challengers. State your, state your rules. I assumed one, I, I assume since there are two of you, we each, uh, I pick two beasts, and you pick your, you each release one of yours. Is that fair? All right, let's let's do that. I guess. Um, and would would you partake in the fight as well? It doesn't seem like your companion wanted to. Oh uh, yeah, actually, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna be the beast. I guess. Are you gonna use use your your beast? If both of you would also prefer to get your hands dirty and fight as well, I sa- sadly there's only one of me, but I don't mind taking both of you on as well. What do you think, Boots? What do you want to do? I think we can take him. Yeah, I think we can, too. Yep. Let's go. Great. So, right door, peeps. Yep. You go to the right door. The question is uh, the same. How many different elements have been discovered uh, for beasts? Um, what are they? Do you have to name every single one? or? Yep. Ah, fuck. Uh... <laughs> I know the I I wrote down the ones that you said that were different, but that's all I got. I mean, you uh, both of you can make me an intelligence check then. Okay. I mean, we can just start naming them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I, I wrote down mine. aura, necrotic, noxious, spirit, and parasitic. Surprise, plutonium, friendship. And then I also got a two out of four on my intelligence check. Okay. You write down, uh, you write down all, uh, all the elements that you are familiar with from your homeworld as well as the ones that you were unfamiliar with. Johnny's pretty confident it's either 14 or 11. He thinks it's 14. 
so you get through the first 14 that you guys can think of. Mm-hmm. All of the 14 that you write down are correct, but the symbol on the door does not disappear. There are some missing. Hmm. What do you think, Dennis? Both of you remember remember the number. It's 17, so you are missing three. Ah, shit. <laughs> Fairy. Psychic. Leaf. <laughs> Yes, that is, uh, that is denounced by light itself. But yep. Bug. Nope, you wrote down parasitic. Okay. Dark? Did you say that? Nope, you have darkness down. Okay. Uh, can you, um. Fighting? I'm just naming all of the ones I can think of. Their question was way easier, wasn't it? It was. It was a bin, it was a binary question, and then we're just like, name every element on the periodic table, go. Poison? Noxious. Okay. Did we do fighting? Spirit. Caustic. Caustic would still be, would also be poison, but noxious is poison. What about steel? You do not have steel. Okay. Uh, you write it on the board and it lights up. Wait, it worked. worked You have one, you're missing one. If they got all the elements from their homeworld, metal should be one of them. Once again, they guessed 14 elements, so they were missing three. Okay. Ghost? Is that spirit as well? No, ghost is necrotic. Okay. And I think I already said psychic, which you said was something else. Electric? Nope, you got electric lightning. Oh, yep. Flying? Flying is, uh, flying is wind. <laughs> oh, we'll get it one day. Uh <laughs> Can I roll a luck check to just write a random word on the board? I assumed that's kind of where we were going with this in a minute. Uh, but make another intelligence check. You guys are kind of racking your brains here for a moment. Uh, blackjack instead of just a regular pass this time. You're absolutely missing psychic. I said that. I said that like a while ago. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say psychic. Otherwise I would have said yes. Sorry. I, I must have missed it's all that. good. We said a lot of things. Yeah. So you write psychic on that. You're good. <laughs> Also, I changed the number, the answer for how many there are to 17. Okay, good. Yeah, it lights up, the thing disappears, and then the door disappears after a moment. You guys are in a pretty, like, tight-knit hallway, and you walk, and you see, like, a vague, like, candlelight. And as Mm -hmm. you get closer to the candlelight, it goes out. You walk into a room that is in, uh, pure darkness. Ooh. I don't like that. That's right. For a moment, you see a pair of eyes at the other end. At the other end of the room. What kind of eyes? Almond-shaped, you see bright purple, uh, bright purple pupils that glow a little bit. Make me an intelligence check. Hey, that's a one. Hey, they look familiar. You think you know this person. Oh. I failed that check. Um, and after a moment, just as you're trying to figure out exactly who these eyes belong to, as you're racking your brain, considering, once again, you don't know many people on this planet, um, mm-hmm. you hear the voice of Mara speak up. So, they sent two of you in here for the gym challenge? So be uh-huh. it. Would you fight alongside your beasts, gentlemen? Uh, I have no interest in physical combat. Alrighty. What of you? Well... Might as well both just stay out of it if that's how we're going to do it. Don't want to make it complicated here. It's time to let luckier shine. Bug just kind of steps in front of you, Dennis. Yeah, well, I put an arm in front of him first because I'm not done talking to her yet. Bug is like just kind of bumping a little bit into your arm. Like <laughs> like, like nudging. 
I just like, wait a minute, wait a second. <laughs> you feel the wind rush past, uh, rush <laughs> past your arm. It's like he put both his sides. It's like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> now you said, would we like to fight? What are the limits on how we can fight? Uh, well, what exactly do you mean? Does it have to be a fist fight? Or can we get more unorthodox with the way we fight? I mean, you fight as uh, however you would fight. I mean, like, if you have a gun, please don't shoot me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, nothing so grotesque. Perhaps we shouldn't do that then. Suddenly you hear the clanking of a pistol behind you as Johnny throws it out the door. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, like, looks down at the two items in his hand, one of which is a pistol and the other one is a massive baton. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we let the beast handle this one. Does it count as fighting if you encourage your beasts or criticize the enemy beasts? I mean, it's not the most respectful fighting that we we use on this uh on this but planet. Is it legal? But it is legal. I think that answers your question there, Dennis. <laughs> Well, as a politician, I have nothing but respect for the technicalities of law. <laughs> and then as I say law, I make like a wink to Johnny. It's pitch black in this room. I wink in the darkness. Fine, I'll nudge him. I'll nudge him. <laughs> you are nudged by an arm in the darkness. Yeah, after hearing, <laughs> I have nothing but respect for the law, Johnny is like, most people respect Johnny law, so... That makes sense. <laughs> kind of what's flashing through his mind. With that, people in the left door, so Mike and Dylan, you see Ellis uh, release both of his beasts. On the left, uh, you see a small little bug. It looks like it's made out of like small circular like uh, segments of, of its general bugginess, like, like an earthworm, but more pronounced, more bulbous. It has a long stinger on its head, and it has a big old pink nose and a stinger on its butt. To the other side of it, you see a lizard. The lizard, one second, as I have to pull up the description of it. Hey, didn't we just agree with Ellis that would be fighting him? Well, you're fighting with the beasts as well. So he has two beasts and himself, versus me and... Versus your two beasts and you guys oh that's not what we agreed to at all i that's what it sounded like to me no we just decided to fight him oh no no, no. that's like the opposite of the point of a gym. yeah that's the opposite point you're fighting with your beasts that's the whole thing so then it's four on three or i don't i don't understand the parameters yeah it here. would be four on three okay that's why i said i think we can take them yeah so, on the opposite end, you see a yellow lizard. Uh, the lizard has, like, tall, spiky, like, uh, ridges around its eyes and big saucer-like eyes. It has, um, a frill that kind of coats over its shoulders, um, and the frill kind of makes a sunlit pattern, and it has orange stripes on its yellow bodies. Its, uh, long claws and its, uh, feet are all black. And your initiative is open. So, uh, G's gonna look over to, um, gonna look over to Boots and say, uh, as soon as he's down, take him for all he's worth. And he grabs the box of imagination and tosses it at, uh, 
at the trainer. Okay. Intending to grapple him with that as it turns into a clasp in midair. What'd you get? 38. Yeah, that's barely gonna hit. Boom. You see Ellis begins to try and jump backwards as you throw the box, uh, the box of imagination. And he doesn't account for the fact that it starts to shift shape in midair as it's flying. And then both of those hinges come around and kind of bind him up. And he just looks, uh, he looks around and he goes, well, not ideal, but this isn't the end of, this isn't the end of me. Stinger, use string shot. And you see the Weedle. Uh, shoots a thick string uh, towards your direction. I need you to dodge, please. Could I do a combo attack with uh, Chaton after this is resolved? Yeah. Sure, after this is done, yeah. That's 27. 27. Uh, you are unable to get out of the way, and you are hit by this uh, this sticky string, and it begins to quickly build up and kind of surround around you. So it's going to take you two actions to break free of this. So you're kind of bound for two actions, stuck in this, to to rip out of it. I mean, G looks over at uh at Boots and he said, "Uh, so uh, can he get at it?" As he's trying to break break through. So yeah. Now can I do the thing? Yeah, now you can do your thing. I will have Chaton launch a little fire ploof at the thug. And while he is doing that, I am going to use steel on the trainer. So I'm going to resolve the uh, dodge roll first here. Eight. Uh, let me know what you got on that. Eight, eight plus eight, so 24. 24. Yeah, that's going to do it. So I do believe that is two fire wounds. It is more than that. It is super effective. Sick. So that's four fire wounds. The little the little bug is kind of uh, is, is kind of holding on just by a uh, by a thread at the moment and it's luck versus luck for steel once again that correct? Is correct 22 25 alrighty tell me where to pull from seven from the front three from the back two from the back all right I think I know which one you're gonna take pretty much instantly here eight of Pentacles seven of swords the hanged the hanged man, man. yep you are now holding a shimmering blue crystal with um, a rune on it that you don't recognize. It is a small teardrop shaped. It is held on a necklace, and um, around the end where the clasp is, there is a small note attached to it. Does the note say I prepared explosive runes this morning? It, did, it does not say I prepared explosive runes this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I don't think that Boots could read the word explosive, but no, you're good. You probably couldn't read the word But this the is the runes. most important uh, possession on uh, on Ellis's person at the moment. And now it's mine. As you are doing that, hey, give that back. I, hey, I'm supposed to give that to someone later. Hey, Stinger, you string shot again. Uh, the bug tries to um, tries to take it out of your hand. So that is going to be a called shot. Versus agility, I assume? Yes, sir. I'm taking a negative to my roll for it being a called shot to try and take that out of your hand. Let me know what you got. 29. Oh, cool. That, like, sticky thread that Mr. G is currently fighting his way out of hits dead on the crystal, and you see the, uh, the little bug begin to just reel back and pull back, and it is 
rasped right back out of your hand, and it flings back towards Ellis. Can I have Chaton shoot the bug again? Yeah. 22. The bug manages to dodge out of the way, but the flame, as it hits the ground, it kind of bounces and licks off, and the flame lick hits the bug as it's dodging, and you see it just... uh, it kind of passes out after it gets hit by it. The the fire kind of hits it in the head, and it knocks it away. It passes out. And Ellis is like, Oh, oh man, alright. <sighs> Stinger, return! Gex, go! Isn't he like... He's bound. He's not moving, but he can he can still tell his things what to do. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not it's not like you bound his mouth. You bound his body. Oh, yeah, I thought you had to press the button or something, but there was a button involved. <laughs> oh, no. Alrighty, Gex, you sunny day! And, suddenly, you see the lizard on the, uh, you see the lizard on the right, that yellow lizard. Those frills around his neck begin to merge up and flip around and go around his, uh, go around his neck. And, it gets bright in the room, like, unbearably bright. Both of you begin to sweat. Both of you feel like you're in the middle of the Sahara Desert, just like in a hundred degree day. It is terrible in this small room. And it is just bright. It is hard for you to see. Hey, uh, Danger? Yes? I have something in my inventory. I wonder if it negates the effects of the the hotness for me specifically. Okay. What's that? <laughs> it says Icy Rock. <laughs> Do you pull out the Icy Rock? Yes. The icy rock begins to become less icy immediately as soon as you take it out. I throw the icy rock at the thing that oh, made it hot Jesus here. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so agility, <laughs> please. Well, that is a shitty roll. One, one, and three. Okay. So I don't need to add this then. Fantastic. Nowhere close. The icy rock goes to the other end of the uh, of other end of the room, past uh, this little gecko-looking thing uh, named Gex, and it is out of your field division. It is super bright over that way. You don't see where it lands. So G would like to try to get out of this out of this uh, stuff that he's wrapped in. Yeah. Um, but I have a plan. What's that plan? How is he wrapped up in this? Are his arms at his side? Arms arms are at your side. Yep. It started. It started to like go around your waist and around your legs. So that's kind of why you're stuck a little bit in the same spot, just because it's kind of hard to move. It's really tight around your body. Yeah. Well, because the way his backpack's set up, he can access that like cylindrical area where all those tools are. Like it's very close to his body. If he can move his hands around at all, can he move his hand around slightly or? Make me an agility check. Let's see how much wiggle room you got in here. Uh, that's gonna be a seven out of six. Seven out of six. Uh, you, it's really, really tough. It's like all in your, in between your fingers. It's causing them to kind of stick back together. It's pretty difficult for you to move. You can't quite get to it like you'd hope. You're able to feel, you're able to fight through it. And you're, st- you're able to start getting your hands free. It just takes time. Well, I'm just gonna use my two actions then to get out. Okay. So I'm out. That's now. fine. Can you make me an opposed intelligence roll? He's going to try and physically break your invention. <laughs> That's not going to do it. Oh, I mean, is it lower than 24? Because I still have two more dice to add. <laughs> uh, it is super an 8. Oh, well, this is super a lot more than an 8. <laughs> yeah, so he's good. Uh, 
he's still nice and stuck in there. Uh, you see that Ellis is trying to fidget around and, and break his way out. He's trying to, like, move, de- like, shrink himself down and sneak out of it. Then he starts trying to break out of it. No avail. He's, he's kind of starting to, to go a little bit nuts there. Um, and then he just goes, All right, Gex, use parabolic charge! And you see this thing code itself in electricity, and then it comes charging at, uh, it comes charging at you, Mike. Alright. I mean, I'm free now, though, so I can, I can dodge, right? Yep. 27. Oh, wait, I'm adding armor to this, though, too, right? Correct, armor, yep. Oh, I didn't add armor to the last one. I forgot. Um, that's actually a 30. Okay. Because this is in the sun, that is still gonna hit. You, sir. Of course. Take four wounds. Cool. Dead. DR also applies. Whatever. I'm knocked out. How far away is the opponent? Uh, this, this thing, as it gets hit, is right next to you. Uh, Ellis is probably about, like, 20 feet from you, 30 feet from you. Okay. So, could I take something out of my inventory and throw it at the critter next to me? I mean, yeah. What are you trying to throw at? I'm going to get some salt from my cooking supplies and throw it at its face. Okay. So, I need you to roll opposed agility, then. Oh, that is an explosion. And a two. 29. That's very close, but no. It almost hits it, like some of the, some of the salt hits it, uh, hits it in the face. Make me a luck check. Three out of six. Three out of six is going to, yeah, some of it gets in its eye and it definitely looks distracted. Um, and it stands there still for a moment trying to get the, the salt out of its eye. Didn't hit it, but it, it worked surprisingly well. I'm out of actions. Alrighty. my kitty. Uh, this thing is also stuck at the moment trying to clean shit out of its eye. <laughs> um, so we're going to leave you guys this week and we're going to pick back up. Um, this thing is standing over Mr. G's knocked out body. Um, one of the, one of the two mons is knocked out. Ellis is currently in, uh, wrapped up in the box of imagination and you are staring down this lizard that is salty as hell. Moving to the door on the right. Uh, you guys are still in this pitch black room. Yep. Mara just goes, Alrighty, well, let's do this thing. You gonna put the lights on? Uh, no. Why? We fight better in the darkness. We don't. <laughs> well, this is pretty dumb. Uh, Johnny <laughs> over to uh, Luckier, and he's like, Hey, can you see right now? Luckier nods at you. Pretty intelligent. Uh, so Johnny looks back on me like, just kidding. I think that we're fine. Uh, well, me and Luckier. That's half anyway. of it. <laughs> uh, I, I asked Bug the same thing. I would think he could see, but. You see Bug kind of like shaking his scythe a little bit. I think maybe a bit. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> so, uh, I have. Uh, I still have Molotov cocktails in my inventory. What's what's the? Is that acceptable? Yeah, you think that explosives explosives are probably not kosher in an everyday trainer battle? Uh, no, it's not going to explode. It's just going to light stuff on fire. However, if you're using it as a light source and not hitting them, maybe they'll respect your ingenuity. 
Yeah, I, oh, I have no intention of hitting the Pokemon or the monsters with the fire. Just not out here blowing people up anymore. No, not yet. <laughs> that's for later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so no, that's totally a thing you can do. Okay, I'm probably going to do that then. I'll okay. s- I'll have Bug see how he does first, though. Okay. Because he might be able to just instinctively react since he's kind of fast. Yeah. After a moment, you all begin to hear the wind pick up in here. I need you all... This includes your beasts as well, since I assume your beasts are out. I need you to yep. make me opposed strength rolls, please. Including us, you said? Yep. Okay. Add anything other than strength stat to it, or? Uh, you can add your armor to this. Okay. Uh, so 14 for Dennis. Okay. 6 is a D, right? C. 6 is a C. Oh, it's a C, okay. Uh, 39 for Bug. Cool. Uh, Jared? Oh, excuse me, 42 for Bug, excuse me. Okay. Uh, 24 for Luckier. Uh, 14. I think I had like a 20-something before, but I didn't remember, so... Bummer. Um, everyone but Bug is, uh, is blown up against the back wall. You feel gusts of wind just kind of peppering you guys to leave you, uh, in place. And then, mm-hmm. as none of you take damage, you're just unable to kind of move and really fight back against this at the moment. I mean, we're not, we weren't, we specifically said we don't want to be involved, so I'm pretty Oh, pissed. you're right, you did. I, sorry, I thought you guys said that you were going to be involved. No, we said I mean, we we're, we're going to talk, we're not physically involved. Okay, but like, if you're talking but, and Johnny's yeah. going to be fighting, that counts Johnny's as you guys fighting. fighting. Johnny's no, not we're both fighting. not fighting. Okay, never mind that. Alright, well, like, um, unfortunately, you guys are still kind of, unfortunately, the Tengu fan is still kind of just a gust of wind in an area. Um, after a moment, you two are able to break free of the gust of wind and get yourself back, uh, down. Um, and then, after a moment, the gust of wind stops, and you just hear Mara go, Oh, wait, nope, I'm sorry, I, nope, <laughs> so- that's my bad. <laughs> I, I realized I hit you guys. I apologize. This That was a bad move. That was an error on my part. I apologize, gentlemen. Can you put on a single light as an apology? Fine. Oh, it worked. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> she does accept it. And she uh, you see a candle light up in the center of the room. Once again, there was a single candlelight that led you down here in the first place. Okay. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, just as this is happening, you see... Oh my god, this thing is just terrifying. Oh, good. You see a, like, semi-transparent body with, uh, a bunch of yellow spots. The body itself is, uh, purple and a little bit see-through, a little bit viscous. There are two long, uh, tentacle-like arms that kind of slither around... You see a bird-like uh, beak, and then coming off of it, there are like five to eight tentacles that flow and look like hair, and they're bright blue. And then this oh. thing has like really, really thin uh, see-through legs that almost look like it's walking on fins. You both are kind of taken aback, and you see this thing kind of rushes up into Bug's face, and yeah. uh, I need Bug to either dodge or block whatever you would prefer. 
the lock was strength based, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he'll block. Hey, fuck yeah. Explosions still function normally for the monsters, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. <laughs> How many explosions did you get? Uh, well, I rolled three die, and I am now rolling three additional die. Okay. Uh, you can stop <laughs> rolling die. Okay. <laughs> My roll was not very good. Okay. Well, then I wasted the really good roll then, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen yeah. again. Yeah. So, you oh, see well. this thing run up into, into Bug's kind of, like, general area, and you see its arm begin to glow black, and it, it almost, its form almost moves and shapes, and you see a bit of its, like, body begin to form up on its shoulder and bulge out, and then build up and shoot out like a fist at the end of the tentacle, and it goes yeah. to punch Bug, and Bug is able to put up both sides, uh, sides, uh, and catch it and block it. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, gross. But this thing is up in Bug's yeah. face now. Right. Uh, can I can I see all this happening or is the is yeah? No, you can light? see this happening. You got a candle, bro. You got a candle. You're yeah, all good. a candle. That's why I'm asking if there's enough light. They're near the candle, so you're all okay. All okay. of you are able to see this. Uh, push it back a little. Try and keep the fleshy bits less there. <laughs> is that is that your order to bug is to keep it yeah, back? No, that's what I say. That's what I say to him. Like, get it, get it less close range and slash at it a bit. Essentially, okay. um, cool. He kind of like pushes it off after a moment. Uh, so yeah, have him make an attack. I guess. Yeah. Well, on the the moves list, there's only like one traditional slashing move. So I guess fury cutter. Yeah, that would work. Although you said we can go, we can go off screen or off script for the moves, right? You can. I think that happened in the last fight. It doesn't always work in your favor because sometimes those moves can backfire if you try and yeah do that. That's gonna be all right. Yeah, let me know what you got. All right, I only exploded once this time. Uh, forty-seven. Four. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> not forty-seven. Bug slashes at this thing super, super quick. Yep. This thing does not look thrilled to be hit by this move. <laughs> it tries, it starts slowly trying to back up away from Bug. Like, very Sweet. much trying to move back towards, uh, towards Mara. They hated that one. Keep doing that one. Is there another one inside or is it just the one? It's just this one. Uh, so, Johnny is going to. Can I, like, say one thing and then, like, psychically say something else to my Yeah, sure. Niece? Like, trying to do a fake-out. Aha! It's nothing Clever. like that at all. So, Johnny's going to be like, Hey, I think I see something shiny there in front of Bug. And then he's going to psychically say, like, pretend to go and pick the thing up and then hit him. <laughs> okay. That That's how you would faint, right? So, a faint... It, yeah, it, it's kind of like trying to psych somebody out to do something different. Yeah, pick up something shiny, and then, just kidding. I would argue that that one feels a bit more like sucker punch than it does faint, right. because fainting is getting an opponent off of their balance, so they're unable to properly defend against you. Yeah. What you're doing sounds more like a sucker punch thing, where you're trying to have them look one way, think you're doing one thing, and then you go, right. to, go to hit them. Well, when essentially they're not what I was it. trying to do was role-playing how I would want him to do faint. No, I'd, I'd love the idea. We can totally roll it. 
Yeah, if he's not gonna understand my command, I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> no, he understands what he understands. What you're trying to do is trying to to psych him out and still hit him. Like that concept is not lost on. See Lumber. what happens in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the battle. No, no one. <laughs> eh. right. I didn't get that one. Sorry. I guess no one understands the heat of the moment. It's, but it's, all right, whatever. It's Asia. Yeah, I got it. It's Asia. My mind, uh, <laughs> my mind went to uh, a different song, though, which is probably the bigger problem there. I guess. I heard In the Arms of the Angels. No, it was Heat of the Moment by Asia. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, roll the roll the thing, my dude. Uh, 33. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> so, I don't have it written down, like, what it deals in terms of wounds. I just see ignores, protect... Opponent loses armor on next attack. Yep. Um, so it only uh, it only deals one uh, one wound. Okay. Is Jared attacking the same one? Yeah. There's one? only one in here. Oh wait, we're both attacking it together. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like two on two or one on one, and then another one on one. It, yeah, instantly you come in here and you see and you see this strong, creepy looking thing, and you was. You don't see another mod. Okay. So, or, well, another beast, rather. Excuse my slip there. Yeah, well, I didn't think there was more than one of them on the arena currently. I just thought it was just bug for now or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, this this thing is trying to back up away from bug, and it's not really paying attention to you and your search mission. Uh, and quickly, <laughs> Luckier is able to take a swipe at it with the scythe on the side of its head and is able to connect and slice the belly hitting those like yellow pale yellow dots in the center of its its squishy body you see some of like the ichor kind of come off of it and it stays on um luckier's kind of scythe head like thing for a moment as and then he just shakes it off uh in that case i'm gonna like jump in and just be like follow up with another one quick yeah and you do get a you do get a plus five to this one yeah again Oh, so it doesn't have armor on this one, because he's been coin-fainted. Oh, yeah, you're right. Or shiny-fainted. Dude, it's like we're we're working together. Johnny thinks to himself. (laughs) So, yeah, tell me what you got when you got it. Uh, 42. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. Bug jumps in after this thing kind of takes another step back, and Bug's able to kind of close the gap pretty, uh, pretty quickly flying across yeah and you see bug come out and he just uh he swipes at the thing and he hits it again um and it is knocked back towards mara and falls on the ground and is unable to get up mara just uh looks and she just goes all right turvey come back um and once again that red light caresses over this uh this thing's weird loopy body and it is sucked up into the capture sphere and Mara looks up at you two and just goes alright good job you're able to go uh you're able to go see Bryce good luck wait that that, that was it yeah no you answered the harder question so you got you got the easier fight <laughs> oh fuck yeah I thought it was obvious when I didn't send out another beast to fight you when there were two of you. Well, right before we solved the thing, I kind of just assumed we were getting completely screwed over top to bottom instead of just at that step. Ah, maybe. I mean, it didn't happen, but maybe that's something to think about uh, 
to for brides for next time. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do it like that, but the next people can. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a good idea. But head on out. Sweet. Uh, thanks. I guess even even with the wind gust where you attacked us without reason. Yeah, other no, than that, I, I'm sorry. I'm very I'm very used to people just always saying yes to the fighting part. I apologize. Really. That's that's the common one? Yes, it's tradition here. Huh. Which is why it that's... was weird when we did. Well, willingly getting into a, a physical altercation is weird where we come from. Well, our Wait, differences what? are noted there, Senator. <laughs> please do please do continue. Sure, and she kind yeah, of thanks. she points her hand out and there's a hallway behind you that leads out. I'm gonna shout back as we walk past her that could you turn a light on so we can see now, since the fight's over? <laughs> so, just as you're asking for a light, you and Johnny are walking are walking uh, down this relatively dark hallway, and then suddenly you do see the like cascade of white hit your vision, um, and it looks like there is an open door at the end of this hallway, ah! and it is now overwhelmingly light in your vision. Can you turn some of the lights off? Alright, sorry to leave you on a cliffhanger this week, folks. Uh, come on back next week, find out what happens with Boots and Mr. G and their perilous gym fight. Uh, if you like what you heard so far, as Fractured Worlds go and reach out to us, reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of our social media, under Warplords, Warplords Podcast. Come on and check us out. Uh, also, buy the game uh you can download it uh free or you can donate money directly to uh those of us who are working on warp lords the game at uh, drivethroughrpg.com uh well i hope to hear you back here uh next week next wednesday all right stay safe out there internet